This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play, once again in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hope you're enjoying this Tuesday, September 7th. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton. That is a primary voter in the collegiate uniform conversation, Jerem Jordan. Hey, uh, I really liked uh, the Royal Unis. I I came around to the Royal Helmet um, because I really like the white helmet, the traditional one. But I do like a a little mix-up. Uni swag, uniform of the week, um, had BYU number three. Number three! Pretty good. Pretty good. And then we talked about yesterday, BYU uh, going with three. The white helmet with the gift face mask, which is a gray from the 70s, right? And then the royal uh, top and the white uh, pants, which I really like. I think it looks really clean when there's like one piece of white in there with it. Last year was pretty fun, too, when BYU used the white as an alternate a little more. Sure. Which which is uh, awesome. So, hey, number three, I'll take it. Number three should remain based on the gif. Wouldn't you think? Also, yeah, the elder gif. Again, I think we need to show some respect. Um, I apologize. Put some, put some respect on uh, elder Gifford Nielsen's, S. Gifford Nielsen's name. But, uh, no, it's, it's awesome. I love the different uniform combinations. At some point, we'll see that Navy helmet, right, uh, which is exciting. Yeah, uniforms are – it's become Billy Nixon and, and the – Doctor. Sorry, Dr. Billy Nixon. I, that's uh, a again, second again, gross oversight sorry, on my part. Sorry, just titles – Got to put respect on the names, right? <laughs> Dr. Billy Nixon no one has calls him that. created quite the uh, phenomenon with the BYU uniform tracker and equipment and all that. So it's been fun to Every watch. Every week we're kind of like, what uni they wear? I love that. I love it. And it matters to the kids. The it k- does. And you and I are getting so old. That we can call them kids. We are double the age yes. of the freshmen. We can call them kids. All right. Kids. Not our kids. We'd be a little young for that. A little, little, little troublesome there. How about today's show lineup? Should we give that to the kids? To the children. And to everybody else? For the children. Is there any reason to believe BYU will not be invited to the Big 12 at this point? Okay. What did Iowa State's athletic director say to validate the latest reports? I mean, it, it, it's continuing to roll into something that feels imminent. Uh, and yeah, let's discuss what Pete Thamel said on the timeline of Big 12 expansion invitations. Plus, David Nixon on where BYU matches up best with Utah and BYU center James Empey. Bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. According to Yahoo Sports' Pete Thamel, the Big 12 president held a meeting yesterday, even on a holiday, even on Labor Day. There's no rest on Labor Day? No rest for the weary about the incoming applications from BYU, UCF, Cincinnati, and Houston. More info on uh, this right now. Let's go to the Big 12 expansion update desk with our own Ben Bagley. Conference expansion update on BYU Sports Nation. Well, according to Yahoo Sports' Pete Thamel, Big 12 presidents held an informal informational meeting to go over the impending applications of UCF, Cincinnati, Houston, and BYU on Monday. There was no vote taken in this meeting. Applications from the four schools are expected today or tomorrow to the conference office, and a formal vote is being planned for later this week, likely Friday. Thamel quotes a source as saying, Quote, we're heading towards adding four teams in the next short period of time. 
The tentative projection right now for the four teams to join the Big 12 is 2023. Back to you. Okay, good stuff. The only issue with that hit, we ran out of music. <laughs> we need a longer breaking news music But hopefully hit. it's shorter to the announcement of the Big 12. That's great information. Um, we'll see what the end of the week holds then. Much more coming up in what's trending on this. BYU football moving their focus on to Utah this Saturday night. Lavelle Edwards Stadium quarterback Jaron Hall on what he's looking forward to specifically when the Utes come to town. Yeah, we just short memory. You know, anything in the past is in the past, and we look forward. So for us now, it's, it's looking forward to this next game because that's what we can control. You can't change the outcome of the past. Um, but we can, you know, prepare our best for, for Saturday, and that's what we're going to do. Who cares about nine consecutive losses? What do you mean you can't change the outcome of the past? That was the entire plot of uh, Avengers uh, Endgame. What are and, you talking about? And Back to the Future? What? Right? That, no. Space-time you continue? can go backwards and change the – you're right, you can. You can. Head coach Kalani Satake – did give an update on one of Jaron Hall's receivers, Gunnar Romney, saying that he is not out for the year, but is doubtful for the Utah game. Yeah, it was a knee injury. Luckily, it's not an ACL, right? Hopefully, it's Terror just a couple thing. of weeks. Yeah, hopefully, it's a couple of weeks. Women's volleyball moves up a spot to number 12 in this week's ABCA, ABCA poll with a 6-0 record. By the way, among all Big 12 teams, BYU would be number one right now. Cougars play a set of three in Pittsburgh against Bowling Green, number four Pitt, and High Point. The next week against number 20, Utah. So, big week and a half here. Matty Allen is the West Coast Conference Defensive Player of the Week. 43 digs and 11 sets. Number four, Pitt. Mm. And then you're calling the Utah-BYU match, which is going to have an interesting feel after Kenzie Kerber oh. transferred to Provo. Oh, yeah. And don't forget, Matty Robinson had transferred to Utah. It first. was a trade of sorts. BYU won that trade. Love you, Matty. BYU women's soccer falls from a number 14 ranking to number 20 in the top drawer soccer poll. There are a couple of polls. There's the United Soccer Coaches poll, which we mostly They're care about. all united, though, because there's more than one. Then there's the top drawer soccer poll, yeah. which BYU hits at number 20 this week. The Cougars face Utah as part of Rivalry Week this Thursday. Okay, let's go. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. What's Trending presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. How about some validation from a future conference foe and their athletic department? Iowa State Athletic Director Jamie Pollard, despite not knowing exactly how everything is going to come together, really nobody knows at this point, did say that it's moving quickly. Listen to this. You know, there's clearly going to be some uncertainty in how we put this puzzle all together, but um, the players that will be on, you know, in the game playing to put the puzzle together um, have come together a lot quicker than I could have ever imagined. And so I give a ton of credit to Commissioner Bowlesby because he worked um, like a coaching search, you know, stealth um, behind the scenes. And, you know, we're not we're not to the finish line yet, but um, things have moved really, really quickly, and so uh, I'm excited for that. Okay, Iowa State Athletic Director Jamie Pollard mm-hmm. discussing the timing of all of this. Mm-hmm. Pete Thamel, you just heard of, from him and his reports, courtesy the Big 12 Expansion Update Desk. We've resurrected Badley. that after five years. Jerem, after all of this, have we graduated from if to when as it pertains to BYU receiving an invitation to join the Big 12 Conference? I felt this way Friday. I, I said it this way. It was smoky, and then it became actual fire uh, Friday. So 
I expect BYU to be in the Big 12. I don't know when the announcement's going to happen. Is it going to be later this week? Is it next week? Is it weeks from now? I don't know. But there's a couple things going in BYU's favor. The soundbite, or SOT as we call it in the biz, that we just played, confirms the national reports. Uh, Pete Thamel, you know, Pollard said, hey, Pete Thamel must be talking to somebody, right? Um, Somebody's not keeping their mouth shut. He confirmed it. He confirmed Like, this is happening. This is happening. It's just a matter of when, which is so exciting because it's going to be such a great move, right? And the fact that BYU is actually going to finally be on equal footing with Utah in terms of conference affiliation and in the club, right? Or in the club. Depends, uh, you know, how you want to phrase that. This, no, it's, it's a matter of when. It is. And it's so exciting. And things are happening. And when, there's questions to be answered later. But the overall update of BYU being invited here soon, it's incredible. I do expect and would, would uh, warn everyone that the pendulum will swing from good feelings, everything's great, to there still might be questions relative to BYU about stuff. I'm actually surprised it hasn't happened yet. But what I would love for the, in this is for it just BYU to get in. Just get in, and then people can complain about the things they want to complain about relative to BYU. But BYU is such an obvious invite here that they were first in this group of four, and then the other three kind of came after and because BYU is independent, it's ready to it's it's single and ready to mingle. So this is very exciting, man. I, I'm stoked. I cannot wait for this. And I'm going to buy a cowboy hat the day BYU gets invited because then we'll fit in. As much as BYU fans and all supporters of Cougar Athletics may have hated the 2016 fiasco, the money grab, the Big 12 expansion look, just perhaps because they went into looking at expansion in 2016 in detail – Maybe that is what has allowed BYU to be at the forefront and be expedited into this conversation. Yeah, perhaps. So maybe there's some value there. After all did, of that, did it we were so that? upset. Yeah. But maybe that expansion look in 2016 has allowed BYU to be at the forefront of what's happening right now. And reports were that the, the teams or a team of the two that are leaving, Texas or Oklahoma, were the ones to mainly voiced their concern of BYU coming in previously. So Texas did so I asked this question. I last don't think week. it was Oklahoma because David Boren, the president of Oklahoma at the time, he was very pro BYU. Yeah, yeah, good point. So it was Texas. Can you blame I, Texas after I, what Taysom Hill has done to them? I mentioned that to Max also last week. I said, I think Taysom Hill single handedly kept BYU out of the big yeah, Yes. If BYU had been blown out in thirteen and fourteen, maybe Texas is like, yeah, come on in. Too Let's many go. negative feelings. Nope. Uh, and we really should thank uh, preemptively, the SEC for this whole thing. There's no need for the Big 12 to feel like they have to add. And again, I've been saying this for weeks. We needed desperation to get an invite, and here we are, right? Um, the SEC plucking Texas and Oklahoma was the key to BYU's athletic fortunes for the future. And then the Pac-12 saying, nope, we're not going to try and take anybody from the Big 12. And in the end, let's, let's talk about the Big 12 versus Pac-12, and trust me, we'll do plenty of that. We'll do plenty of that with Utah up there and BYU in the Big 12 soon, hopefully. It feels like it, right? Is, um, is <laughs> a football conference, I would argue, the league with BYU in it is, could be the third best league, Big 12. And then basketball, it's going to be the number one league in the country. So BYU is actually going into a better situation than the Pac-12. Let's also talk about this. West Coast, blue states, BYU culturally doesn't fit in as well, although the alumni fan base is there. Red states, where BYU is going in the Big 12. That's where BYU fits culturally. 
better. It 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 fits. I would prefer geographically for travel and fan base BYU be in the Pac-12, but when all things uh, when the dust settles and you look at everything and TV deals and how the leagues are faring and all the sport. Big 12 is a tremendous fit. I'm very excited. What's a two-hour flight to play one of the four teams in Dallas or around the Dallas area in Texas? Yeah. West Virginia and Cincy are away and UCF are always off. But you figure it out. BYU just needed to be in a a Power 5 conference. And here we are. It feels like BYU is an imminent decision. So, yes, I'm not looking at this as an if anymore. Where's the smoke the other direction, right. by the way? And There's I, zero. I went against my inner moral standing and compass of being the eternal optimist and tried to just be pessimistic for a few hours last night. I was like, okay, think what could possibly go wrong to stop BYU from being invited to the Big 12? And because of all of the pre-research and the 2016 search and everything that has already happened – and all of the information that has leaked out about how BYU is the obvious choice, they're the one school that adds value to the conference. There's so much positivity in favor of BYU joining the conference that I think it's snuffed out all the other smoke. It's just, they, we put a yeah. blanket over all the negativity. A wet blanket, and in a good way, right? And there will still be, again, just brace yourself, there will still be that pendulum swing of certain groups that are like, no, we don't want sure. BYU in for X, Y, Z. But I feel like we're too far down the path. The, like, it they're it gonna won't react prevent them from no. being in. No. It won't swing it where maybe it swung it in 2016 to where BYU doesn't get in for X, Y, Z reasons. Who knows? Like Texas could have just said no, and they were so powerful at that table. Now they're not there. Listen to the, go to YouTube and watch that whole clip with Jamie Pollard. Yes. Because he, he talks on Texas just openly, and then he had more to say uh, about the situation right here. What really excites me um, is I think that in, you could make a really strong argument that in football, from top to bottom, we'll be more competitive. And, um, you know, one team will be stay unnamed, currently a member of the Big 12, was only won two, you know, football championships in their whole time in the Big 12. So, you know, not a, not the, you know, the record that they seem to think they are. But, um, you know, some of those programs have really storied football tradition, and some of them have been really good over the last several years. And then if you flip it over and look at basketball, you go, my gosh, basketball you know, probably got three times harder. Yeah. So, um I think that's really exciting for our, for Iowa State. Oh, the shade thrown at Texas. Incredible. <laughs> I love it. So they have two more Big 12 titles than BYU does. Texas. Congratulations. <laughs> and Utah has zero. And BYU is 4-1 and one combined all-time in football against Texas. I'd be salty, too, if I were the Longhorns. I bet, yeah, salt, yeah, a lot of salt there. This is so exciting, man. Like, we've been waiting for BYU to have maybe an opportunity. I said at one point I didn't necessarily think it would ever happen. But I didn't think that Texas and Oklahoma would ever go to the SEC. And that has created this domino effect where it didn't take multiple dominoes. It literally took one domino for BYU to get this invite, whether it's the end of next week, this week or next week or weeks. I don't know. Yes. But it sounds like it's happening fast. And if I'm the Big 12, I lock this up quick. Before the AAC can do anything crazy, before anyone else does anything crazy. Well, you got to get the timetable started early because yes. 
the AAC teams are supposed to wait 27 months. So, yeah, they want to move quickly yes. so that they can lock in a date when everything is going to come to fruition. Yes. Whether that's 2023 for BYU and whoever else, or for all four teams, yeah. or maybe the AAC teams join in 2024 and the Cougars join in 2023. I don't know. Let's just get it Let's locked in. Let's get the timetable going. Yes. And then you can figure out the details. Because some people have asked, but not really, like, what's the Sunday play thing? It's like, you know what it is? The, ask the whack in Mountain West and WCC what they've done. They've not scheduled BYU to play on Sunday. Is it that difficult? Yeah. Like, is it really that hard? I don't think it is. The Big 12 knows exactly what they're getting themselves into with BYU now. Yes, and they want it! Because of thorough research from years in the past, most recently in detail in 2016. So, again, you can move quick when you've already done all the research. They know what they're getting into. Yes, you're exactly right. They know exactly what they're getting into. And they want Brigham. And we want you, Big 12. We want you. The power of the Big 12. Can't wait for that billboard to go up a point of the mountain. We we don't speak for the university, but I will right now. We accept the invitation. (laughs) Let's BYU go. Sports Nation <laughs> officially accepts BYU Sports the invitation accepts. To, to the Big 12. We accept the invitation, yes. Our okay. question of the day. If you could only have one, Jerem, because this is a huge oh, week, obviously. This is so juicy. <sighs> Which would you choose? A Big 12 invitation, okay, or a win against Utah this week to snap the nine-game losing streak? Oh, that's a fun one. You can have one, guaranteed. One guaranteed. Let's hear from you, BYUSN, and Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. John LAC on Twitter answers, Hmm, been waiting 10 years for BYU to beat the Utes, and only since 2018 have I been considering the Big 12. Only since 2018? Not 2016. Okay. I'm sorry, Utah haters, but the Big 12 offers long-term economic benefits, and a chance for exponential growth in all sports. In parentheses, how about both? <laughs> Trying out new, larger goggles. If, if BYU, when? When BYU beats Utah this Saturday and gets a Big 12 invite. Greatest week ever. Greatest week ever. Greatest week. Dare I say better than the national championship week in 1984? I mean, hard to top that. But when you talk about the long-term impacts, just like was outlined uh, and well-stated, you could argue that. It's in the conversation, right? And he said 10 years waiting. It's actually been, we're sitting on what, 12 now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's go. We'll discuss our answers coming up. Coming up, a bold prediction for Zach Wilson from ESPN. Plus, former NFL and BYU linebacker David Nixon back in studio. Where do the Cougars match up best with Utah on the field? Is there an advantage there? We'll discuss. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tune in to BYU Football with Kalani Sitake tonight, 8.30 Eastern on the BYU TV app. Gregor Bell talks with the coach, plus Neil Paulu breaks down his touchdowns and the game in the film room. And Deep Blue features Mason Wake tonight, 8.30 Eastern on BYU TV app. Neil Paulu taking the role of most underappreciated player for BYU football, like Dax Milne last Dax year. Dax Milne Award. Yep. Yeah. He's got the early Dax Milne Award. Let's oh, go. Sure. We are live in Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton. You know Jerem Jordan. 
and most of you know our first guest of the day. Back in Studio B, former NFL and BYU linebacker David Nixon. Nix, welcome back, bro. Oh, man. Still trying to catch up on some sleep from the game this weekend. Uh, Got back, took a nice nap yesterday, and ready to roll. Let's go, man. Let's go. Wait, so we've been talking about have we graduated from if BYU gets a Big 12 invite to when? How are you feeling about it? Honestly, I'm trying to hold my, my feelings a little bit. I'm, I'm trying not to get too excited because of past history. I'm kind of like a scared puppy dog that's been kicked too many times, right? It's just like that's you got reserve. You got you got reserve. You're your Charlie feelings. Brown with Lucy holding the football. Yeah, I'm not going to move it. Come kick it. Yeah, just 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 reserve the feelings a little bit. But when this happens, it sounds like now. I mean, I'm telling you, this is this is humongous news. And, and like I, I've mentioned this a few times, I grew up in. In Big 12 country, right? I mean, that's that Texas A&M was a member of the Big 12 for pretty much my whole childhood. And seeing those robberies and those games and the, the you know, Big 12 championship game, and I mean, that's what it's all about. And to think that BYU now will have the opportunity to be in that conference um, and be able to recruit that state even that much harder. I and mean, we've got some good kids from, from Texas that have joined the program, uh, especially in the past and now. And the fact that this will now open up that hotbed, including Oklahoma, which has great athletes as well, I mean, it's huge for BYU. There's so many. We, we go down the list, but uh, all positive things join the conference, including allowing Kalani to now waive that P5 status in front of recruits as well. So, yes. so many good things. It, it feels like finally BYU will be able to say, okay, what's the difference between Utah and us? Almost nothing, right? right. Obviously, BYU's unique place is going to use the honor code to its advantage. Hey, if you want to do this, come over here. It'd, be, it'd just be validating. It just would. And, yes, BYU needs to beat Utah and be more competitive in that rivalry. But now we understand the mindset of them relative to BYU, right? Like the in-state game. That comment was, like, annoying. But now we're like, you know what? There's bigger things than playing. I get it. I get it. <laughs> we got to worry about Iowa State yeah. and TCU. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I'm, I'm waiting for the tweet when I can say, listen, Utah, you're great, but – our robbery with Texas Tech goes deep. It's very <laughs> rich now. Wells. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you. I think, uh, I think the ability to, to, to expand and to be in within that conference and, and to shoot for that conference championship, that's the thing with independence that's been so tough, right, is that once you lose your, a game, you're kinda, you're, all your goals all your goals are out the window. Right? You can't really make the New Year's Six anymore. What are you playing for? You're not playing for much, whereas in this one, you can still lose a game, maybe two, and still fight and make your way to the Big 12 championship game. If you can get to the championship that's, game. And exactly. that's all that matters. Yeah. yeah. All right, David, in the emotional spectrum of things, where are you in relation to the Big 12 excitement versus the game for BYU with Utah? Because there, there are a lot of mixed feelings here where it's like there's so much excitement about the Big 12 that the rivalry game has become ancillary. Are, are you there yet? Or is it still about Utah over the Big 12? I'm definitely not there. It is still Utah over the Big 12. And for a few reasons. One, I love the Big 12, and that will work itself out. But people got to remember, we don't play Utah for the next two years because they're home-and-home with Florida. And so This is worth four games from last year. You have to win this year, otherwise you're going to hear from Utah fans for the next three years, essentially, right? Um, And so... I, listen, this game carries a lot of weight, and I know that I know that Utah tries to downplay it. I know we're joking that with the Big 12, we're, we're downplaying it. Uh, but for the players and coaches, this is a huge game, and, and for recruiting purposes as well, because this is something you, you take this win, and for the next three years, Kalani can wave this flag in front of recruits and say, hey, we got the dub. This is where it's headed. We're headed into Big 12. And so yes. there's a lot of things you can build on with this game. Um, but I also think this is – BYU last year broke that, that barrier of the confidence level, I think. I, I think they realized 
guys, if we play our ball, we can go out there and beat anybody in the country. Um, and I know they had a cupcake schedule, but they, they took care of business. Yeah. And I think that's where BYU's headed right now. And I think going into this game, I think they've got a lot of confidence going into this game to where that will hopefully they can ride on the momentum. Uh, and so BYU needs this game. I, they really do. And, of course, they can still go on and have a great season this year if they, if they drop it. Um, but for, for kind of where the program's headed, in order to build on this program, I think this game is, is massive. Isn't it interesting that Kalani Satake, as a head coach, he's faced all these barriers. Well, he doesn't have the big home signature win. He got it against USC in 2019. He hasn't had BYU finish ranked in a season. They did it last year. Well, he's really struggled against all of his rivals, not just Utah. Now he's dominating Utah State, finally won at Boise State. So he's got these things checked off, but he hasn't beaten Utah. So is that like the next big thing for Kalani Satake and his head coaching tenure? Frankly, I think it's probably one of the last things. I think it's one of the last notches in his belt besides getting to a New Year's Six game. But I think this is one of those last boxes he needs to check. Because I think everybody, I, I, to your point, I think he's checked all those other boxes. I think he has a respect to the fan base. I think he has a respect to the entire country. I think every time anybody talks about Kalani Satake, they, they, you know, national writers, they, they speak very highly of him. And so I, I think he's done everything on the field. Um, he's got the extension he needs, so he's got some security behind him. Now he just has to go out there and win this game. And, and, and I guarantee you with him and his relationship with Kyle, even though they're very cordial to each other, it's once again, it's like trying to beat your brother. Right? You love your brother, but you want to beat him every time you step on the basketball court or wherever it may be with him. And I guarantee you it's the same with Kalani. He, he knows those guys up, up there well. He knows the players well. But at this point, he just wants to beat them. That's a great point about checking those boxes because, yes, it's the last thing on the list maybe, right, of like within your power. Other than like a big-time bowl game. Right, yeah. right. Uh, and, and BYU had a shot kind of at that right. last year. But I think we all understand it was a pandemic. Whatever you do your best, just schedule the Coastal game to try and get – up there, it didn't work out. Whatever. Let's talk about um, the defense for BYU. So 16 points allowed, four sacks, one takeaway. Obviously, offensively, probably got to play better to beat Utah. Defensively, what did you really like, and what do you want to see a little different? Yeah, I went back and watched the game in its entirety, actually, a couple times. Uh, I love- full disclosure, David's like, hey, I'm watching all 22. I love this. I'm like, dude, he's breaking it down. I, I love the all 22. So uh, I have access to, to the all 22, which means for people that don't know what that means, you have a couple different angles of cameras. You have one behind the line of scrimmage and one from the side at a wider angle. So you can see all 22 players, uh, which is why it's called all 22. Anyways, I watched it a couple times. Um, I think defensively they played actually pretty well. I think there were some lapses in the run game that they struggled with. And the biggest glaring thing for me was the checkdowns. I, I think BYU tried to drop, you know, tried to protect the deep ball, so the backers were dropping 15 yards versus 10 and respecting the checkdown. And then, if, frankly, in the first game of the year, they struggled in open field tackling, which is expected. Once again, in camp, you're not you're not really prepping for for that in the sense that you don't want to go out there and full tackle, and you're not going full speed on open field type tackling. And so they had a couple of missed tackles in that sense. But all in all, as you mentioned, six tackles for loss, four sacks. Uh, one interception. They were plus one in the turnover margin, which was huge. Uh, and so I, there were some positive takeaways. I think people were a little bummed because Arizona made that little r- run late in the game that made it closer than it really was. Um, but defensively, I was, I was pretty proud of them. I think there's, you know, I, I, Eliza Tuiaki mentioned yesterday that because of mental lapses and misassignments, they gave up about 125 yards uh, because of those. And I, Not I would to ag- mention Arizona, he said, through the entire kitchen exactly. sink at them. Exactly. Yep. And, and so I would agree, when I watch the film, there are some misassignments. There's guys that aren't in the right gaps. Um, and as a result, Arizona found that and exploited it. 
But I, I think there's a lot to build on. I, I think the guys were flying around. I loved watching Chaz Ayu. I, I tweeted out uh, D'Lo. Uh, he came up and made a huge hit. Yep. Peyton Wilgar was oh, all over the place. Peyton Wilgar, especially on that screen where it's, it's literally two on one, and he just he just sheds the blocker and makes the tackle. I was like, who is this guy? I'll tell you what, his ball instincts are up there with some of the best guys. I mean, he's up there with the Kyle Van Noys and the Fred Warners of the world. The David Nixons of the world. Uh, he's up there. I'm telling you, he's, he's impressive to watch because he, he, he understands where the ball's going, where they're – where the offense is trying to get the ball to go to, right? He understands where the offensive lineman is trying to block and how to, how to beat that block. And so there's a lot of things about him. There's a reason he's a captain, but I was, I was impressed with his play. Uh, but the secondary, how about the secondary? They were flying around. That's even with Keenan going down early. I mean, yeah. who's our BYU's, you know, arguably BYU's best corner, cover corner. Isaiah Heron did a really nice job coming in. It was, yeah. it was, it was impressive yeah. to watch the defense. I'm excited for them because I think that's going to be the bright spot for this week against Utah and be able to find a way to come out that win. David Nixon is with us on BYU Sports Nation. Let's talk about the matchup. You've seen Utah, their film against Weber State. I know it's only one game, a 40-17 to 17 win for the Utes. Well, it depends on the initial tweet from Utah football, but yeah. Okay, fair <laughs> point. How does BYU match up with Utah? The Utes are a seven-point favorite coming into Provo. I like the matchup. I think it's all going to come down to BYU's defensive line versus Utah's offensive line. Can BYU's defensive line in front seven, I'll throw in the linebackers there as well, can they get pressure on Brewer? Because if not, I think, you know, watching Brewer in the first game, his accuracy was on point. His yes. receivers dropped a few balls, yeah. uh, as we know, uh, but I, I think he's got the ability to pick apart a defense. But that offensive line as well, they, they let Weber stay through a couple times. In fact, on the half-yard line, on a fourth down, trying to get in the end zone, Utah couldn't get in. Weber State penetrated and, and, and tackled him and, and didn't let him in. So little things like that show me that there's, there's some chinks in the armor there for Utah that BYU's front seven can take advantage of. And that's the matchup I think is going to be most interesting. Can BYU get pressure on Brewer uh, and disrupt him a little bit and, and then allow you know, the rest of the secondary to come up and play as they played? And then, of course, BYU's offense, can they start clicking? I, I think – Look, I love the stat. Gregor Bell actually tweeted it out. Uh, Jaron Hall started one for six right. and then proceeded to go 17 for 22. Right, talked about that yesterday. The, yeah. the, the jitters the jitters, and the amp. I mean, I think that first ball to Gunner on the outside on that comeback, that had to be a going to like 120 miles yeah, That was a Robbie Bosco <laughs> 84 pit moment. That, that was, was a baseball center field yeah. to try and get the runner stealing home from third. Jaron is a center field. Yes. But that was still that thing was hot. coming yeah. hot, okay? Yeah. So I think that the jitters for him were real. Uh, and then he settled in and had a pretty, pretty solid rest of the game. And so I think that's what Jaron will see. I think he'll be settled down a little bit. Uh, so offensively, I think they'll find a way to click. Defensively, I like the matchups. I'm intrigued. I, I think this could, be, this could be the year. We say that every year. <laughs> it could, it could be, the be the year. It could be, baby. <laughs> Just do me a favor. On after further review tonight, discuss, can BYU afford to play as much zone coverage against Utah as they did against Arizona? We'll address it. We'll address that and many other things. We're excited for this one. And then right. a two-hour countdown Saturday. Again. Again. Let's back go. To back weeks. Why not? Why Let's not? Let's go. David, great to have you, brother. Always fun to be here, guys. Thanks. Okay, coming up, Center James Empey goes one on one with Spencer. I've got maybe Spencer in this one. Okay, well, thank you. Not in the mustache category, that's for sure. <laughs> and are you more of a Kalani guy when it comes to addressing the friendly nature of the rivalry? Friendly? Or are you a Max Hall guy? It's just all hate and emotion. This is BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. After further review, reviews the Arizona game, previews the Utah game coming up tonight. Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, David Nixon. Break down the film, the All-22, as David just explained. AFR available coming up tonight, 7:00. He is Jeremiah Spencer, and this is BYU Sports Nation. As a reminder, to interact with the show, 
and get fantastic content throughout the entirety of the day. Follow us on our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. The big five, Jerem. We the need power to dance. five social media platforms. Exactly. <laughs> nice. We need to uh, be dancing more, I think. Kiki, Kiki will crush it. Trust me. All right. Let's whip it. The Cougar Whip Ramp presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. UI Athletics Creative Design Director Dave Broberg posted pretty good soccer player, by the way. Posted a photo of the new design outside Klein Stocky's office. It features a photo of Lopini Katoa laying out for the catch in the bowl game. If we were to get a picture outside of Studio B, what would it be? Uh, us in cowboy hats holding up. Welcome to Big Twelve Country. <laughs> I think us in blue goggles uh, would be yeah, good. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Right now, it's the backside of a soccer player. Would you be... <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Would you be wearing those blue Probably. goggles? We took... We, hey, we took... These, some... are, these are our defaults, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. This is uh, this is how we feel. This is... this. Yeah. 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 That's the beat Utah ones. And you're wearing <laughs> these the get the into the Big 12, 12 and beat Utah. <laughs> Goggles. Yes, the combo is incredible. The combo goggles. Uh-huh. Love it. The backside of a soccer player. Yeah, just how about a picture that uh, is BYU Sports Nation? Hey, maybe in ten, maybe when we get to 10 years. We're at 8. We're at 8. <laughs> Two years away. This is our ninth football season. We've never seen BYU beat Utah on the show. This oh. is the year. Let's go. Is BYU going to get into the Big 12 before they beat Utah in the history of this show? I... <laughs> in yesterday's press conference, BYU football head coach Kalani Satake reiterated that he does not cheer against Utah other than this week, saying, wishing bad things on good people is not good for the soul. Well said. Jerem, do you subscribe more to the Kalani Sitake ideals? Wishing bad things on good people is not good for the soul. Or are you on the Max Hall train? Where he just straight up hates Utah philosophy. I'm more like Max. (laughs) I'm more like Max. I I want to feel that negative energy more often than I admit. It depends on... Because, listen, if the rivalry is too friendly, it's not a rivalry to me. Like, there needs to be a certain level of... Animosity? Animosity, yep. Yeah. Disdain? Like, Gonzaga's a rival... But I don't hate them. St. Mary's. St. Mary's is the rival. Is the rival in yes. the West Coast Conference. Oh, and sadly, the Gales might not be a future conference opponent for BYU anymore. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> Love you, Alex Jensen. We like Alex. Yeah. Exactly. Best thing the Gales have going for. How do you, how do you feel? I, it depends on the group I'm interacting with. Mm. Like, so, because I like people at the U. I have a yeah. good relationships. There are a lot of great people. A lot of great you. people sure. at the University of Utah. Sure. It's typically, about the football game to me and the basketball game. And the, yeah. Typically, it's yeah. the loud 10 percenters on social media that cross the line with insults. Yeah. Like, that makes me more like Max Hall, where it's like. UA has plenty of those too. Just yeah. shut those people up. Yeah. Okay? That's how I feel about it. Shut but, up, Daryl. Yes. We don't want to listen to Daryl on Sunday. Talk about 10 in a row. I don't know anybody on the team, but they've beaten you 10 times in a row. <laughs> Devin Woods is named the linebacker. BYU Tickets tweeted a uh, scoreboard update saying it's almost completed, but also saying there are tickets still available for Saturday. Are you more concerned the South scoreboard isn't finished or that there are tickets still available? I- I'm more concerned that the scoreboard isn't quite finished. 
We're running out of time here. Uh, this just in. The game is Saturday. Yes. So let's go. The let's tickets go, will homies. be sold. It's going to be a sellout. Yeah. Tickets will be sold. But it'll happen. BYU needs to light up said scoreboard. Let's we, go. We need the sellout crowd to be able to see things and replays. Yes. Okay? It's going to be weird if there's no video board. Yes. Is the north one going to be good? Question mark. I trust you people. I know you're working hard. I, I passed you again this morning. Hope that it's all ready to go. I don't know if they have time, man. I don't know if they have time. Coming up, the top five plays from the Arizona game. Yeah, it is a top five Tuesday. And what is priority number one for the BYU offensive line specifically as they prepare for Utah after the film review against Arizona? James Empey will tell us next. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. On this week's D-Blue podcast, I talked with Chad Lewis. Who doesn't love Chad Lewis? About the 96 uh, Cotton Bowl team, his experiences in China and Mount Kilimanjaro, the NFL with Andy Reid, Lavelle Edwards, and much, much more. Listen to D-Blue, where podcasts are found, and on the BYU Radio app. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, live from Studio B. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. I recently spoke with BYU All-American candidate and center, the leader, James Empey, one-on-one BYU Sports Nation All-Access, discussing everything from the Vegas experience against Arizona to what he feels about the rivalry game. This is James Empey, one-on-one. James, what was the entire Allegiant Stadium Las Vegas experience like for you? Oh, it, it was a blast. Such a cool stadium. Such a cool opportunity to, to play in that venue. And, you know, Cougar Nation was all there. All our families were all there. So, it was just a blast, man. That the place got rocking. It got loud, um, and it was such a such a cool experience to play there and, and get a win. A ton of royal blue. The pageantry was back. BYU comes out on top. How would you assess the offensive lines play collectively against Arizona after you've had some time to reflect on it? Yeah, I thought I thought we did all right. I thought um, you know the guys played really really hard. Uh, we did a lot of good things, and we have plenty to work on. So. Uh, in no way have we, you know, arrived yet or as good as we can be, but we're going to keep working every day to get better. That's for sure. Yeah. What is priority number one for the offensive line right now to get better before the game against the Utes? I think I think altogether we just need to to execute a little bit better, get a, get a little bit better on our assignments, um, a little more, uh, you know, just make, making stuff happen a little bit better. There's there's some times where. Uh, we might have just missed something just by a little bit. And, and uh, if we can get those blocks down, I think we'll you know, have a lot more fun. And Utah consistently big, big physical bodies, guys that go in there and they play really hard. And so we have our, our work cut out for us. And, and uh, you know, we love the challenge and we're excited to go. BYU Center and All-American candidate James Empey with us on BYU Sports Nation. How do you feel like your collective team effort was? I know it's only been a few days, but – how would you rate the overall performance as an entire team? Our, there's no question that our guys fly around and, and, and we have fun playing football. And, you know, like I just said about the O-line, if, if we can just execute a little bit better at a little bit higher level, I think, um, you know, we'll, we'll improve our play uh, dramatically. So I just think as we look forward this week and, and as we, you know, uh, keep trying to get better if we can just take care of a few little things it'll it'll make uh 
you know, big dividends, just, just like coach always talking about small and simple things. And if we can, if we can take care of some small things, I think we'll see some big improvements. So uh, just going out of this week, trying to, trying to be the best team we can be and, and uh, get better everywhere we can. Yes. Let's look forward to this week. Blue versus red, the ultimate clash, the in-state game as Kyle Whittingham recently called it. When I say Utah week, what comes to mind for you? Oh, I just get get so excited, man. We're so excited for for this week. Love this game. Uh love the opportunity to play. Uh love love the fact that it's um, you know, an in-state rivalry game and and the emotions going to be there and and just all that kind of stuff. It's it's going to be a whole lot of fun and and uh we're excited to get after it this week. BYU hasn't played Utah in football in 2 years. You're a guy who at one point was committed to play for Kyle Whittingham in Utah. So what kind of added significance does this game carry for you personally? Um, you know, every year is a new year, and, and every team is a different team than the year before. You know what I mean? So uh, we're, we're excited that we get the opportunity this year. We're excited to, to go and get after it, and I think everybody, you know, wants to play their best and, and win this game. So just uh, going to work this week and, and trying to make it happen. Is it just any other game, or is it different, James? Uh, it's, it's a little different. It's a little different. I mean, in-state rivalries, they, they mean a lot and they, you know, they're a whole lot of fun to play in. Uh, but you got to approach the game just like, just like you would any other game and, and work your butt off and prepare your butt off and, and get yourself ready to play so that you can have a lot of fun. James Empey is on BYU Sports Nation. We're talking BYU Utah during rivalry week. What do you know about the Utah defense thus far that may cause you some problems? And they're traditionally they're they're always really good. Their defense causes people a lot of problems. They have a big, strong front seven um, that play so hard, and and they're physical, and and uh, you know they're a great challenge. And you know we we love challenges. We 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 uh, love the chance that we get to play these guys, and uh, we're we're looking forward to it. But super super excited for the challenge. Super excited to to play this defense. And uh, like like I've been saying, we're we're gonna get to work this week and and go for it. So. Fans will be back at full capacity in Lavelle Edwards Stadium for the first time in almost two years. Live ESPN coverage, the rivalry in the state, 20-year anniversary of 9-11 as well. What kind of scene do you expect at LES on Saturday night? Yeah, I'm, I'm excited, man. We, we've been waiting for uh, Lavelle Edwards Stadium to be back at capacity and have everybody that we can, you know, be there. This, this last year was great, and we made it happen, and, you know, like – we, we made the most out of, out of every situation, but we definitely missed the fans. So being able to have them back in the stadium is going to be awesome. So I hope Cougar Nation's there and ready to get loud and, and, uh, and uh, ready to have some fun. You're going to see yourself in like a billion pixels on those brand new video boards. How are you feeling about ultra high def? Love it. All the better to see that mustache with, right? <laughs> right. Yes. The mustache will be popping. Yes, sir. Okay, we'll finish with this. Media distractions are obviously always a very tricky thing to handle. With that said, what's the best way to handle not just rivalry week banter, but all this Big 12 expansion talk as a player? You're trying to block it out, so how do you handle it? Oh, well, well all that stuff, it's, it's all really exciting and, and uh, cool and fun, but um, the only thing that really we can – do about it right now is go to work and so just understanding uh that all all you can do is go to work and and uh, that stuff's going to happen 
regardless of whatever we do. So we're just trying to go to work and, and focus on uh, the task at hand, which is getting ready to, to play this Saturday. James, it's great to be back with you, my friend. Congratulations on the first win. Good luck against Utah. Take a full measure of BYU Sports Nation karma and go represent that mustache on those big high def boards. Let's go. Thanks, Spence. You got it. James Empey on BYU Sports Nation. Ready to roll against Utah. I like his story because, again, he was committed to the U. Went on his mission. Right. His dad was here. Right. Came to BYU. Then Mike Empey is let go as the uh, offensive line coach, but he stuck it out. He stayed here. Yep. He's got a very interesting story yep. leading up to this rivalry game. Yep. Uh, Deep Blue chronicles that. If you haven't seen James, he talks a lot about That's that. That's right. The decision to stay here was a big one. Coming up, Ryzen shout out to a BYU superfan. Plus, the top five plays from BYU against Arizona up next. What's number one for you? This is BYU Sports Nation. You mean for why? This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Nation, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Download the podcast by Googling BYU Sports Nation podcast, subscribe, review it, and rate it. It's Top 5 Tuesday. Let's recap the top five plays from BYU against Arizona. Start us off, Jerem. Number five, Hayden Livingston picks off Gunnar Cruz in the end zone to stop an Arizona drive with six minutes left. Hayden Livingston's first career interception. I don't know why Gunnar Cruz threw this up. I think he thought there was pressure in his face. Hayden Livingston just mm, sitting back there, picking it off. Congrats to Hayden with the only takeaway of the game. Hayden's wife, Erin, is a baller on the volleyball team as well. So just before this, Malik Moore has to leave the game with a cramp. So Hayden Livingston comes in. Maybe Arizona's like, ooh, let's attack the new safety. Yeah. And he picked it off. Uh, Don't attack Hayden Livingston. The boy Hayden, number four, the first touchdown of the 2021 BYU season, courtesy of Tyler Algier, 15 yards, hit the X button, <laughs> leaps his way into the end zone. I'm a PlayStation guy, so triangle for me. Hit the triangle button. Of note, Algier also scored the first touchdown of the 2020 season, 34-yard touchdown right. rush against Navy. Right, nice. Number three, Jaron Hall avoids the sack, goes for 39 yards. He told me after the game. I felt slow. He said, I need to get in the office, get that speed back. He finished with 44 rushing yards, but yeah, look at him go. 39 yards, and that's what he brings. I expect to see more of this, designed or not, against Utah. At number two, Arizona driving on BYU's 26-yard line. Comeback effort. Peyton Wilgar. Who didn't block Peyton Wilgar? Dude, just right up the gut. 11-yard loss on the sack, forcing Arizona... Out of field goal range, Wilgar had nine big tackles and, of course, that huge sack. I love when it's Wilger. Wilger! What? And the top play against Arizona, Jaron Hall, 67 yards to Neil WR1 Pau. Wasn't Hall's best throw, but he steps up in the pocket, hangs in there with some heat, and Pau runs away from the guy. Pau told me in the film room, you'll see it tonight on the Satake Show, he thought about stiff-arming the guy at the 10, but he just ran away from him for the touchdown. Eight grabs, 126 yards, two touchdowns, a career night for Neil Pau, who really had to bring it with no Nakua's, and then Gunnar Romney got hurt. Love the way that Jaron Hall stands tall in a shrinking pocket and makes the throw. Aaron Roderick told uh, Greg Rubel in coordinator's corner that Hall looks off the safety the whole time 
until the last second. That's a veteran quarterback, and Aaron Roderick said that was what Zach Wilson was doing all last year. Fantastic play by Jaron Hall. That is Top 5 Tuesday, Top 5 plays for BYU against Arizona. Now, our question of the day. If you could only have one, which would you choose? Big 12 invite or a win this week against Utah? What's your answer? A Big 12 invite. Me too. No it's question. not close. No question. If I only get one, I'm taking that. It's bigger than this moment. Also, there's not a huge difference. <laughs> Nine and ten. We're already we're already no. suffering in this area. But Big Twelve is a way bigger deal than a singular game against any opponent. If you told me BYU could beat Alabama right now or Big Twelve, I would still say yes. Big Twelve. Doesn't matter who the opponent is. Doesn't yeah. matter. The, like it is a massive financial and economical yes. boost for BYU to join the Big Twelve. Amen. Bigger picture. Now, granted, BYU doesn't play Utah again for a few years. So it's bigger than just one. But still. Still doesn't matter. It's still. worth four, like you're saying, but yeah. All right. Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from at Playoff Bogey. My heart wants Utah to lose, but my head tells me that the Big 12 is more important. It's true, and that is a birdie take. Yes, it is. Not a bogey. Mm-hmm. Well played. Mm-hmm. Today's rise and shout-outs presented by Mountain America Credit Union, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Who should we give one to? Homie Jamie Pollard. Hey, Iowa State Athletic Director. And then Bean Mace. Bean Mace is a huge BYU fan. We love Bean. He got in a car accident. Actually, a uh, drunk driver hit him head on uh, Sunday morning. Um, You know, Bean uh, dislocated uh, his wrist. He had to have plate and screws put in. Best wishes to Bean. He's one of the best BYU fans out there. He's a really good dude. Bean, we're thinking about you, man. Hopefully uh, you recover quickly. We love you, brother. This is the type of guy he is. He's in the hospital, and he's messaging me and saying, hey, how you doing, bro? He's okay? in the hospital. He's messaging you. me yes. after he gets hit head on. Yep, he's a That's good who he is. Yep. And luckily, it, it was just the wrist, right? Could have been way worse. Yes. Well, we're wishing you a speedy recovery, my friend. Our thanks to today's guests, David Nixon and James Eppy. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. We ran out of time. Conversation continues on 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Use hashtag BYOSN. For Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. Shout out to Mike Empey. After further review, tonight, 7 Eastern, live on the BYU TV app. Go Cougs.